Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda Whelan, and I'm very excited today to have a previous guest back on the show, which is Anne Campanella, and she is the author of an incredible book called A Celiac Mum, which I highly recommend that you get a copy of. If you've got children, it is perfect to share with loved ones to kind of show the experience that you're going through as a parent. But even if you aren't a parent yet or don't plan on being a parent, it's just a wonderful read. And I'm very excited to have Anne back on the show today. And she's actually here to talk to us about her experience with sending her daughter, Sydney, off to college who has celiac disease. So welcome back to the show, Anne. It's wonderful to have you on again. Thank you so much, Belinda. It is great to see you again and just so fun to continue the conversation. Absolutely. It really is. And we were just saying, it's, you know, it's daytime here for me in Adelaide and it's nighttime for Anne. So we've been able to match up our time zones and, and get on, on Zoom and have a great chat today. So I really appreciate your time. Oh, that. you're welcome. Yeah, we found the perfect window. We did. We, we made it happen. <laughs> yes. Perfect. So how long has Sydney been at college now? Well, she's actually a senior this year. So yeah. she has been there about three and a half years. Half years. So really? I know the I'm time. I'm so bad with math sometimes. Okay. <laughs> well, God, and the time has just flown. I mean, it's crazy. It's yeah. just the years. I'm like, where did they go? So. Yeah. Wow. She's a senior already. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Crazy. So preparation for going to college what what would you say was the the hardest thing to help Sydney do well um she was very she was always very independent she kind of gave me the sense that she had it I didn't need to worry and so you know my mom brain is going I need to prepare her but she didn't really want it because she was at that stage where, you know, um, teenagers who are older, they they do know a lot. Um, they don't know everything, but they know a lot. Um, but now talking to her, I just had a great conversation with her a couple days ago. And I asked her, what was the hardest thing about freshman year? And she said, oh, my gosh, mom, it was so hard because everybody else they're just figuring out, you know, college and friends and classes. But on, on top of that, I've got to figure out what is safe for every single meal. Yeah. And she just wasn't really prepared for that, even though she was prepared in some ways. And she actually, she chose to go to a school that was close by because she knew the local restaurants and the stores and so at least that gave her a little sense of comfort that, you know, she could get food if she had to. Yeah. Um, but figuring out, like, what was safe in the cafeteria, um, how, which places on campus, and there weren't many, would have gluten-free food that she could eat. Uh, and she said it was so hard because 
like if you go into the cafeteria and everybody's, you know, there's hundreds of students and they're all flowing through the line, she would have to disrupt the line, stop and talk and explain things to the workers. Mm-hmm. And that was embarrassing and just, you know, hard to do when you're a new student. That's the last thing you want to do is stand out. Yeah. So, you know, those were just some of the hard things. Um, other hard things were, you know, as a new student, everybody's getting to know each other. People are like, hey, let's go grab lunch. You want to go grab coffee? You want to do this? Yeah. And she wanted to do that, too. But she couldn't do that easily because, obviously, she had to know, you know, she had to scope out the place. And, there, and other than the cafeteria, there were no really safe places. There was a place she could get coffee, but that was it. And so if you go somewhere and you're like, um, you, know, you know, let's have lunch, but then you can't eat. Well, that makes you feel weird. And, you know, that's the last thing she wanted to do. She wanted to connect with people. So, you know, just things that I guess you kind of expect happened, but... Um, oh, something else. She said at her college, they it was actually pretty good during the week. She said she never got glutened. Um, there was no cross-contamination. There weren't a lot of choices, but she never got glutened. But on the weekends, um, they took away their gluten-free section. So she had nothing. <laughs> so she really had to, you know, either go out to a fast food restaurant or go to the grocery store. And then she'd have to take food back to the dorm kitchen, which she said was just a joke because everybody who's cooking there, you know, college students are not the neatest. And so there's gluten crumbs everywhere. And, you know, if she had to cook, she had to, you know, clean the area first. And then, you know, maybe she'd put a pizza on a pan that we brought for her. And so she'd have pizza every weekend, you know, not the healthiest, but at least it was something. Something, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is a challenge. I have heard of other college students that have a bit of a setup in their own room. Is that something that she's done as well? Has she had any sort of um, cooking facilities in her actual room to keep things safe or a fridge or anything along those lines? She does. And she sort of, she grew into that each year. She sort of added to her repertoire. Um, she had a um, an air fryer. She had a microwave yep. and a little refrigerator. But now as a senior, she's actually in a room with um, a few other girls and they share a common living space and a cooking space. Okay. Uh, it's not a not a uh, a kitchen, but they kind of make it as much of a kitchen as they can. And so she has things like uh, she has one pot, one pan. She has a hot plate, um, measuring cups, a couple bowls. But she has enough. And right now, uh, she and her friends and her boyfriend they all cook together pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, and and they're so wonderful. They all um, offer to do gluten-free food and she's because she's a senior and she's been around the block she's found her people and they have just been wonderful to her and I know she's wonderful to them and so it's really it's so much safer and she can actually eat and feel good about it like her boyfriend cooks a lot of meals for her 
I'm like, wow, that's a good guy. Yeah, that's a keeper. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But a, a lot of that comes down to you empowering her over the years. You, know, you really helped her feel part of everything that you did for her. You didn't just do it and not educate her. You always made sure that, you know, she knew what was going on and she was able to look after herself and speak up. And I, I think that probably has helped her, you know, dramatically on her journey going into college because I think a lot of parents kind of baby and molly, molly what's the word? Yes, molly cuddle. Yep, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Do that to their kids and they're not, they're not helping them to go out on their own. And I think what you've done with Sydney has made a massive difference in that. Oh, you thank kind you. Of hear that in how confident she's become and, and what she's doing. And I think that's fantastic. So. Oh, that is, that's so sweet to hear. I, I really can't take that much credit because she came out that way. She was always very independent. She wanted to do things herself. Yeah. You know, I would try to help her, but she'd be like, I got this mom. Excellent. And so even when there were times when I knew she was heading for a gluten exposure or, you know, the potential of one, I just had to let her go. And then she would learn and she would figure it out. And, you know, I could warn her and she was careful, but she couldn't be careful all the time. Um, but she definitely learned. And it's, it's funny. It's one of the things when I, I asked her, I said, is there anything good about having celiac in college? And <laughs> she said, well, um, she said she really feels like she eats a little more healthy than most of the students yeah. just because she doesn't have as many choices of, you know, bad food. That makes sense. And then I said to her, I think that you really learn to speak up for yourself and to, you know, take ownership of your food and your life and different situations, which I don't think she would have done, you know, as a younger person. So it's, yeah. it's really amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge benefit. And, you know, especially for her age, you know, we have yes. that have celiac disease and don't even get out there and speak up for themselves. They, they stay at home, they don't eat out and, you know, they're very woe is me. So I think it's incredible to hear such a young person being able to go out and live her life and not let celiac disease hold her back because it is sad when people, you know, think that they have to stop doing things because of their requirements having to eat gluten-free. So, you know, it is great yeah. that she's been able to do that and she's, you know, um, graduate and go off and live her life and move on to the next chapter. So it's fantastic. Yes. Well, it's funny. I mean, she was determined not to let celiac sort of hem her in. Yeah. And so much so that I thought, uh, this is not good. You have to let people know. I mean, she didn't even want to tell people. She wanted to just live like everybody else was living. Um, and she's just sort of gradually figured out, yes, she does have to communicate. I mean, she learned to, like, go visit the people, the workers at the cafeteria and get to know them. And now she, you know, they know her face. And so they take care of her and she feels safe with them. So situations like that, again, they just evolved over time. And I am very proud of her. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, that's, 
That is incredible. Do you feel like you, like you said, she's quite independent and she felt confident going and doing those things. Did you feel like when she started college that you needed to step in and do anything for her or did she kind of just take the reins and, and knew what she needed to do and ask and... She did take the reins for the most part, um, and I I had no choice. I just had to let her and support her and be her cheerleader. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I wanted to do and just um, tried to do, and I hope I did it, you know, in a balanced way, was just to be there when she needed me. Yeah. And whether that was just to come in and take her out for a meal because she hadn't eaten enough all week and she was starving and just, you know, I'd say to her dad and, and me and we'd be like, let's just go, let's go, you know, feed her a great meal. Yeah. And then she'd just be so happy because of that. Yeah. Or let's go, um, you know, if she came home, I'd say, let's go to the grocery store and just fill up her cart with whatever she needed and, you know, try to bring, you know, give her every lots and lots of snacks and food and, yeah. Just anything that she might need. Yeah, just to make it easier and comforting, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. And I do think particularly students with celiac at college, you know, because there's so many transitions and so many hard things that they're dealing with, mm. they need to have a safe space yes. to either, you know, be able to cry about something or just whine about it or, you know, just get it off their chest. Yeah. And know that they can go somewhere and just relax and eat. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Like, <laughs> I mean, we get it. We understand. But so many people just wouldn't understand that extra layer of stress. Like, it's, you know, it's constant. You know, we do have to think about these things every single day. It's not just every now and again. It's every single day. We, we've we got to be conscious of this and we've got to be looking after ourselves and, I mean, I didn't go to college. It was not something that I ever did, but I personally can't even imagine what it must feel like to go to class every day and, you know, be worried that you're going to miss out because you might get sick. You know, if you if you get gluten and you can't go to class, you can't concentrate, you're unwell and you're missing yes. out. Like that's, a, that's such an added layer of, you know, that unwanted stress that, you know. It, exactly. Exactly. It's It's tough. And uh, we were kind of joking on the phone. She said, you know, usually when they have events at college, they offer food because that's the way to get college students to come to events. So she said, but of course she would go and she wouldn't know if the food was safe or maybe they said it was safe and and she was questioning it. Um, And so it's just, again, it's a different, Thing. It's like she'd either have to eat beforehand or she'd have to play detective. And so it's just not this relaxing thing of, oh, great, somebody's offering free food. You know, you just have to always be on guard with it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's tough. It's, I mean, you know, you understand. Yeah. And that's it. And she'll experience that when she goes out into the, you know, the workforce or whatever she chooses to do. She'll probably find that that'll be the next challenge. And, you know, she's got to educate those people and, you know exactly talk to about it it's just it's it's just one thing after another isn't it it's just another step in the journey yes and that that makes me think of um, something else we talked about which was how she figured out 
you know, who her best friends were. And she said, there's a lot of people who don't want to really hear, you know, if, if you say you have celiac or food restrictions, they want to tell you, oh, well, my aunt's gluten-free, but she can eat this or, you know, (laughs) right, right. And so she said, finding people who are willing to listen and learn and then like her good friends, they actually, they're on the lookout now. They go to the store and they're like, oh, this is something Sydney can eat. And so it's like they've provided this extra layer of protection that she doesn't even have to do when she's around them. And so that has been such a blessing to her. I mean, they are just the sweetest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big believer in really just capturing those people and keeping them close because they are the ones that make life easier and make you feel safe and make you feel loved and I've got a beautiful group of friends that I'm the same. I can go to their house and I can feel completely safe. And, you know, one one couple that we're really close to when I first got diagnosed with celiac disease, it was almost like they'd been diagnosed as well. They cleaned out their fridge and they bought all their sauces and condiments gluten-free so that if I came round, I could eat their food. It was just mind-blowing. I felt so loved when that happened. So I totally get what Sydney's saying about having those friends yes. and keeping them close because... They make life a lot easier. They make the experience yes. so much safer. And they're happy to make gluten-free meals. You know, all of, they all make gluten-free meals for her and for them. And they're like, well, we would probably make it gluten-free anyway. So why not? We, they've said, we don't want her to feel excluded. And it's like, you know, that is a mother's dream to hear oh, that. Absolutely. Yes. It's oh, just, so you know, and so rare, really, yeah. and rare and special. Yeah. And like when you hear stories like that and you just kind of go, yeah, it's not, it's really not that hard. But then so many people say they're excluded. Their family, you know, speak mean to them. They they say they can just have a little bit of gluten or, you know, their friends don't invite them out and things like that. So it right. is, it is actually so special to find those people. It's, yeah, it is really a game changer. It is. And, and she says, you know, it's really about empathy and there are friends who, She's still friends with them, but she knows they just don't have that layer of empathy because, and, and she gets it. They haven't experienced it. They just don't know. So, yeah, I'm That's glad she's that not. Comes with age as well. Like I find that, you know, the more people that I speak to and the more people that I support, you can see that that empathy from others does come with time and some people have to go through experiences for themselves or you know with their children or someone that they care for before they truly get it you know yes exactly well one thing i asked sydney after she kind of went through the difficulties of her freshman year i said how did you survive and she said there were three things (laughs) the number one was she had to have a car so she could leave campus, get what she needed. And her school did not allow freshmen to have cars, but um, her teacher or her um, doctor wrote a letter and she was, she fought for it and she was able to get the accommodation of a car. Excellent. Good tip. (laughs) Number number two was having good snacks in her dorm room. Because she said, even if she went to the cafeteria, the dining hall, she would come back hungry because there just were not very many choices. There usually there was 
In fact, there was only dessert one time that she could have in, in like the whole time she's been at college. They, they had one safe packaged dessert. So having snacks, very important. Yeah. And then number three, and she said, this is actually number one, which is what we were talking about, surrounding herself with good people who are supportive and understanding. Perfect. They are three wonderful tips. I appreciate Sydney sharing that with us. That's fantastic. You'll have to give oh, her a big, sure. big hug and a thank you from me. Oh, you're so welcome, Belinda. Thank you for wanting to hear about it. It's yeah, fun to just great. talk it's, about it. I mean, it's one of those things. I, it's hard to share and teach on when you haven't experienced it yourself. So it yes. is wonderful to hear Sydney's perspective and, you know, learn from her and it, it will help others as well, which is wonderful. Is there anything else that she spoke with you that you wanted to share with us today or? Um, let me just scroll. I've got some notes here. Um, I Well, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but, you know, college always involves drinking, partying, mm -hmm. um, and she, I asked her, you know, how did your celiac affect that? And she said, for her, it was not that big a deal. She said, once she figured out the canned drinks that she could have, like hard seltzers, yep. um, some people drink, you know, gluten-free beer or a drink at a bar. Once she turned 21, she could go to bars. Um, like she learned the particular drink that was safe for her. Mm -hmm. then she would just do it. But until, like, she couldn't go to a regular party and have the punch. Yeah. And she did say, in the beginning, she, you know, it's a little nerve-wracking because if you drink a little bit, then you're a little looser and you might do something that you regret. Yeah. So yeah. just another thing to be aware of. Yes, definitely. So. You kind of lose sight of what you'd normally be, you know, your radar's checking for and looking out for. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of challenges, lots of things to look out for, but it sounds like she's been doing amazing and will go on and do amazing things as well. I think so. Right. I so, think so. Yeah. It's funny in talking with her, I thought maybe I should write another book, a follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and, and it's funny. She also was like, yeah, that'd be great, mom. And whereas when she was in, you know, middle school and high school, she wasn't wild about the fact that I was writing a book about her experiences. But now she totally gets it. And she's like, this will really help other people. And it's so sweet just to see her maturing in that way and um, being supportive. I do. I have a little list of um, like seven things, if you want to hear them, like um, just tips okay. for if you're going off to college. Okay. Um, the first one is reach out and make contact with others, like make an appointment with the college nutritionist or the dietitian. Um, get to know the, the head chefs, staff in the dining hall. Um, and you probably want to go when it's quiet. Yes, um, and that's actually number two, scope out the scene, go when it's quiet, when the lines aren't long. So you can really see, um, Sydney said there are, um, little tags that they put on the gluten-free food. Okay. But it took her a while to figure out what the tags meant because I guess they have different colors and stuff. Yep. Um, 
Number three, which we've mentioned before, create an emergency stash in your room. So you've always got it on hand. Um, Number four is educate your friends. Um, It's not always easy to talk about your condition, you know, especially if these are all new people that you're meeting. But if you can kind of do it little by little and then you will, the people who are understanding will kind of rise to the top and you'll know who your real friends are. Yes. Number five is prepare for parties, uh, which means usually have a snack beforehand. And if it's going to be a a party with alcohol, you probably want to bring your own that you know is safe. Uh, Number six, and this was a really important one, um, because so many people try to tell you, this is okay to eat. Um, Trust your instincts. You know, you're the one who has celiac. You've lived with it for however many years. They are just offering their opinion and they don't necessarily know. Yeah, absolutely. And number seven is treat yourself. And that's, you know, if if and when you can go out to a place that's safe, that you know is safe, if it's a restaurant where you've been to before, you know, Enjoy your meal, enjoy your friends, your family, whoever, and just take a break from the stress of college and all the things that come along with that experience. Yeah. Oh, so many good tips. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Wonderful. That was really good. Well, good. Good. (laughs) I hope it will help somebody else who's, you know, getting ready to take the step. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what? I think it's helpful for people even if they're going into a new workplace. I think these tips are relevant for even going into a new new place of employment. It doesn't have to just be college. I think that these tips can transfer over into the workplace as well. So I think it's helpful for a lot of people. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And I agree. Um, yeah. In fact, Sydney had an, a couple of internships during two summers okay. and she was experiencing new things each time there because... They also were not familiar with celiac or they said they were and they said they would provide food, but the food wasn't actually safe. And so it's, you know, same kind of thing. You have to have your radar up all the time. Yes, definitely. And it's, again, one of those things, the more we do it, the easier it gets, you know, over time. It's just, it's like anything. It's like working a muscle. It's just practice, practice, practice. It gets stronger. It gets easier. So yeah, I think, exactly. I think that, that is, you know, it's just, we've just got to get it out there and do it. And life is much better when we experience life to its fullest. So thank you so much for your tips from Sydney today. And we look you're so to welcome. Your new book. Oh, <laughs> hopefully that'll happen. And thank you, Belinda, just for always offering so much great information that is not really out there enough. And I just so appreciate um, your openness and your willingness to go into every single topic and deal with it from a celiac's perspective. Really great. Appreciate that. You're so welcome. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode, everyone. I hope you learned some great tips from Anne and her daughter, Sydney. And I look forward to talking with you again next week on the show. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, head to BelindaWhelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes People Make Going Gluten-Free Living with Celiac Disease.